Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Today, I am going to cover why you should be using Pinterest marketing for your business and how to optimize your Pinterest profile so that you're effective in using it for marketing, right? Uh, Anybody can use Pinterest. I'm sure we have all used Pinterest for recipes and things of that nature, but this is specifically for marketing. Um, If you are not new as a Pinterest marketer, this might be kind of beginner, but I think you will still probably get some information from it. So Pinterest is a social media and mobile app designed to save saving, designed to enable saving and discovery of information on the World Wide Web. So unlike other social media platforms, Pinterest's focus is on saving and discovery of information. Pinterest is not just about you connecting to people or connecting to your friends. It is designed and used to find information that you're looking for. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Whenever we are curious about learning something, we always turn to Google, right? I mean, Google is kind of an adjective or to describe finding something. Oh, Google it, right? And in search results, Pinterest searches actually pop up in those Google results. So Pinterest is a very effective way at learning information. Pinterest is all about discovering things products and information on the internet, purchasing or saving, which is pinning it. Um, And you can also share with your friends. I don't want to discount that. Um, I often save things with my daughters. When my daughter was planning her wedding, we created a board and we pinned stuff to it. When um, my daughter was having a baby, we saved things and pinned to it. And we just did the same for my granddaughter's first birthday. So it is awesome for saving things for people, but it is not social in the aspect like Instagram or Facebook is. So how do we use it effectively for marketing our business? We have very, very, very little time. <laughs> Most of us do. Um, either we run a couple businesses or we run a business on our own um, or, and we have a family and, 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 and. And it makes the time that we have to do stuff very, very small. But think of Pinterest as a top of a sales funnel. It is super, super effective for that. As of the fourth quarter of 2021, Pinterest had 431 million monthly active users worldwide, meaning that 431 million people went to Pinterest at least once a month. That's insane. That's amazing. Pinterest stats show that 23.1% of U.S. Pinterest users are between the age of 25 and 34 years old. The second largest user group is 35 to 44 years old with 22.3% share. In case you were wondering if you're going to find your target audience on Pinterest, you are. Unless you're selling to young, young, young or older, 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 your ideal client is almost certainly on Pinterest. If you target millennials or your target people who are a little bit younger or a little bit older, 
then Pinterest is an amazing place for you to get started and grow your traffic as well as your income. Um, in fact, I would hazard to guess teenagers often use Pinterest to plan their dream weddings when they don't even have a fiance yet, um, as both my daughters did. And um, it's you have that opportunity to get saved to their special place that they go to when they are going to be planning a wedding. If you target, um, I'm so sorry, half of Pinterest users make $50,000 or more a year, which means that they have a high disposable income um, and are able to typically pay for your products or services. 87% of Pinterest users who are active on Pinterest every single week have bought a product because of interest. That means that they actually chose to purchase something because they saw it on Pinterest, not because they were going to Pinterest to even find something to buy. That's impressive. 97% of searches on Pinterest are unbranded. Um, and unbranded means that they're coming from accounts that are really, you know, unbranded means not huge accounts. We're not talking about Apple or Louboutin or any of those types of places, right? So smaller companies and entrepreneurs like yourself can get discovered and don't have to compete with big brands like you kind of do on Instagram right? A lot of people on Instagram will look at that follower number before they even trust the information. Um, Google and YouTube are harder to get discovered because there's more people on there. So the bottom line is that Pinterest is really in that niche position of being easier to get found than any other social media platform. For me, in particular, I spend about 65% of my time on Instagram, like a lot of people do. Um, but according to my Google Analytics, the top performer every single month of traffic to my website is actually Pinterest. And I spend an hour to two hours a week on Pinterest. So between 60 to 80% of all my traffic will consistently come from Pinterest. And I spend only a few hours. That for me, means that I'm able to like sort of double my time, if that makes sense. And also, we also have to talk about that the average lifespan of a pen is right up there with blogs. We're talking months and months and months into years. Some of my top pins, still top performing pins, are from six years ago. And Instagram is 24 to 72 hours. Enough said right? So by now, I hope that you are convinced that you should be a part of marketing on Pinterest. But now comes the time where I hear from clients all the time, Pinterest, I know I need to be on Pinterest. I hear that all the time. I know I need to be on Pinterest. I just don't have the time. I know I need to be on Pinterest, but I don't know, I don't know how to make it worth my time. Um, so I'm going to go over a few things that you want to make sure that you're doing when you get started on Pinterest. Um, and I have put up their um, links. Um, that's the link that's in my Instagram. And um, one thing, well, there's a lot of free content, content on there from my YouTube channel to my um, to I have resources like a resource page where you can get a ton of free help. So I'm not putting in that there in that in there to sell anybody. I'm truly putting in that in because I really, really believe that every single person who owns a business should be on Pinterest fully, fully believe that. That's why I give so much free information. So let's go over how to optimize your account so that you can get found 
easier and you can really use it for marketing. So I'm gonna go over several steps here. Um, and at the end, I will go ahead and take um, a few questions. So number one is it has to be a business account. I, I don't know how many times somebody said that they want to, um, you know, grow on Pinterest and they have a Pinterest, but it's been doing nothing for them. But that Pinterest is a personal account and personal accounts will get discovered too, but they are not effective for business. And you don't get the analytics that you do from a business account to see which pins and ideas and services and lead magnets are actually getting the most traffic. So um, number one, make sure you have a business account. You can do this in a few ways. Either you can make your personal account a business or you can go ahead and just create a business account. And a lot of people ask my opinion and it totally depends on you guys. Do you want two Pinterest accounts that you have to log into all the time when you wanna personally pin those recipes and things like that? Or do you wanna have just one? I personally like to have just one because I like to have everything be sort of minimal. Um, and so I have one, but because I'm gonna be pinning personal stuff on there also, I don't want Pinterest or the algorithm to get confused with the stuff that I'm pinning. So you want to secret the boards that are personal. The only boards that you want to not be secret are the ones that are in and around your business. So that's super important. And I, and again, if you have any questions, send me a DM on Instagram. Um, also, the tip number three is to use the same profile image as you have on Instagram. A majority of people go from Pinterest to Instagram before taking that next step. For some reason, people get a comfort zone or a comfort level in that know, like, and trust process to see that you're on Instagram and to trust that you're a real person. I mean, we know that non-real persons, spam bots and things are on Instagram, but that is in the mind of people that are looking to purchase. It just always is. Um, number four, use keywords in your name which is under your cover photo. So there's a name that is pinterest.com slash your name, like mine is Jen Vasquez coach um, or Jen Vasquez photography, but on the actual profile underneath, instead of putting your name or, and in addition to putting your name is you want to put keywords of what you do, who you serve, who you help, that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is that you want to, um, in number five, you want to explain the problem that you solve and who you solve it for in the description of your Pinterest. So on Instagram, we talk about like who we are, who we serve and all that kind of good stuff, which is great. But really you want people to go, oh, that's me. So helping couples getting married to capture gorgeous images is something that I would say, right? You want to say, explain the problem that you're solving and who you serve. And I serve fun, adventurous, and playful couples. That's who I want to serve. And that's what I have on my bio. The next thing that you want to do is that you want to upload an MP4 video to your profile cover. So when you first go onto Pinterest and you make it business, you're gonna see a bunch of pins kind of slanted to the left. And that's okay, but then you look like everybody else. 
one super simple tip that I give out a lot in my audits is to have a video on there for whatever reason, it elevates your Pinterest account and you start to get seen more. And when you first do it, it is just how it kind of works. And a lot of people, so for instance, as a wedding photographer, I would want to put a video on there of me photographing a couple getting married, right? Because that literally tells people in that one to two seconds who you are and what you do. So that's what this video is for. If you don't have something like that, that's okay. You can go into Canva and you can make different slides of the who you are and what you do and then make turn it into or save it as an mp4 video and then upload it remember that um you have to you have to claim your website to be able to do that you have to have a business account and claim your website or you cannot upload a video so just to let you know that there is that sort of requirement and you should claim your website because if you don't you don't know how many people are going to your website from pinterest that's the only way i know my stats show that 60 to 80 percent each month of my traffic to my website is coming specifically from pinterest the next tip is to make a board for each content bucket or pillar of your business so for instance as a wedding photographer i might have um, a uh, wedding planning board even though i'm a photographer because people come for wedding planning so i have california wedding venues i have wedding planning i have wedding wedding tips or wedding advice i have wedding colors wedding themes all the things wedding makeup wedding hair um uh wedding dresses i have boards for all of the things that are in and around people planning a wedding um i'm not just uploading my content to that board um i am on occasion adding other people's pins but only if it aligns with my brand or is helpful for your client so as a photographer in california i will pin other people's content on occasion um from photographers on the east coast right <laughs> i'm not gonna pin competitors images on my pinterest page because why right um so you that's what the one thing is, that i always get asked is can you pin other people's content you can but the absolute bulk the majority the biggest percentage of pins are all going to be your pins from your blog um, or from the things that you can help people with um so in terms of uh, boards, you want to have your content pillars or buckets of information. You want to have a board with your business name, because if someone's searching for, as an example, Jen Vasquez photography, they're going to find my Pinterest board. They're going to find my Pinterest profile. They're going to find my pins. They're going to find everything. So you want to have a board as well as a Pinterest profile that has your business name. You also want to create a board that says free resources for whatever you're doing. I'm assuming in the Wedding Pros Club that people listening are in the wedding industry, but we do have, we do open it up to anybody to listen. If you're in the wedding industry, you definitely wanna have a board that says free resources for couples getting married or something like that. Um, and 
on there, you're going to pin all your blogs. Those are free. Any other free content that you have, like advice or lead magnets or help in any way, shape or form would be super helpful. And then as we discussed earlier, you're going to create boards around your expertise. Um, Okay. So number 10, it is best, and this kills wedding photographers, but bear with me. Um, it is best to use text overlay on pins, explaining what will be found and a call to action, what will be found when they click on it and a call to action. So as an example, um, I pin my wedding images by themselves for inspiration, but they're going to end up honestly on a 16 year old's wedding planning board, which is not going to help my business today, right? It'll be around for a while, which is great. But if I put, uh, I have a wedding photo. If I put um, summer wedding at Fortino Winery, if a couple is getting married at a Fortino Winery in my area, they're going to click on that more than they're going to click on any other pretty image because they're going to be like, ooh, that's where I'm getting married. Let me see what photos are being taken there. Oh, she photographs there. And that's how a lot of my clients actually find me is from that text over the image that explains to them what they're going to find when they click. Another thing people forget is that call to action. So I'll say summer wedding at Fortino Winery, click to see all the images or something like that. It tells them what to do. It's subliminal, but it actually works so, so well. When I don't do a call to action, the pin does not do as well. Um, in the link that I have up here, um, you can actually go to uh, free resources in from that link. And in my, in my free resource page, I have a free 80 calls to action, 80 different things you can say on a pin to get people to click. That's absolutely free. You can go ahead and check that out. Next, you want to fill out the title and the description using multiple keywords that your ideal client is searching for. I really, really recommend that if you're service-based and you're in a specific area, even if it's a whole state, you want to utilize keywords for that pin, the, the places that they're, that they're, the thing they're kind of going to see when they click on that pin, like I just said, Fortino Winery. I could say Fortino Winery in Morgan Hill. Um, I can say Fortino Winery in California or in Northern California using different keywords for location-based things is how people who are location-based actually get business. That is a very, very big mistake that a lot of people make by not using location-specific keywords if you are a location-specific business. The next tip is when you have a blog post, for this purposes, I'm just going to say a wedding at Fortino Winery, right? Um, it's best if you can make three pins with the text overlay. Again, you can pin images directly. And FYI, for anyone not a photographer, which is probably a lot of people, I'm assuming, um, if you're a wedding vendor, contact the wedding photographer. You can get that information from, from your clients, your couple, um, and contact them before the wedding saying, I'm so excited to work with you. Every time somebody, a wedding vendor does that for me, not only do we have a great wedding day because we're starting out on that friendly footing, but I also 
capture behind the scenes photos of them and provide it for them. And most photographers will do that for you. If there's time, obviously, if it's not a crazy busy wedding. Um, but, and I send the, because I have permission in my contract, I send a link with the images that I blog. So not the full gallery, but the images that I blog, I send that link to every wedding vendor I work with for every single wedding so that they could use it on social media, et cetera, et cetera, and tag me, which by the way, you can tag wedding vendors on Pinterest. It's insane. I know it's awesome. All right. So you want to take, let's say that Fortino winery, and you want to have three different points of view on three different pins with text overlay. And so you're going to utilize the, the, content that's in that blog as an example. So one thing I can do is summer wedding at Fortino Winery with cute fans that they um, as wedding favors. The next one I can do is Fortino, Wine, uh, Fortino Winery, the best winery in Northern California to get married at. And then the next one I can focus on um, uh, the wedding dress. Um, look at this wedding dress at this wedding in Morgan Hill, where she had long, long sleeves that were see-through with petal patterns or something like that. So this way I have three different points of view. One is about the wedding dress. One is about a summer wedding. One is about the actual venue, because I personally, um, most people will hire a photographer after they book a venue. And so you... Oh, at, before or after the Ubuco venue, and you want people to find your images and content based on where they're getting married, because sometimes they haven't booked a photographer, and they'll want to book a photographer that is actually photographed at that venue, oftentimes. So um, having those three different points of view is super helpful. And um, tip number 13, don't worry about brand colors. Focus instead on colors that stand out in a search. And what I mean by that and kind of how I get found a lot is now my brand color happens to be that hot pink color. Most wedding photographers are the muted, wispy um, painting colors, right? Um, and so my pins tend to stand out. But if I was like most photographers and had wispy, light, airy colors, then I might pick like a dark purple or um, a black or a brown, something that's going to stand out when you're on that search. Like when, when someone searches and you see all the pins come up in the search results, you want to have your pin stand out. So I do a search on Pinterest. I see for what my content is. I'm going to see what I see on there. And I'm going to pick a color that is different that will stand out because people's eyes will immediately be drawn to those pins and you have a better chance of getting clicked. All right. Number 14, which I think I already mentioned, I just listed it separately. Location-based businesses must use multiple locations for their keywords. So the city, the area, the town, the state. So I'm in San Jose. I use San Jose. It's also known as Silicon Valley. It's also known as the Bay Area, Northern California, California, etc. So you definitely, in order to get found as a location-based business, you have to come up with a multitude of words that describe the area that you're photographing in. Tip number 15, and this is the hardest one for people, pen consistently. 
I know that sounds insane, but I know that most people are the same way on Instagram. You'll do five stories today and a pin and a post on Instagram today. And tomorrow you'll like take a break, right? Pinterest is very, it's very important to the algorithm that people who are consistent will automatically have their stuff pushed out to more people. It just happens. Now you don't need to pin 20 pins or 25 pins every single day. And I actually don't recommend more than 20 pins a day. Um, but what you can do is three pins each day. Um, and a lot of people will say to me at this point, I am not committing to pinning every single day. And I totally get that. I personally spend about one or two hours a week and I pin all the pins sometimes for two or three weeks out. Um, and the way that you can do that, I of course use a third party. It's called Tailwind. Send me a DM. I can send you a free trial if you want to check it out. But the pot, and it's also in that link, I think. But most people aren't going to pay for that, especially if they're not seeing return on their results for their time in Pinterest. Pinterest now has a scheduler native to Pinterest. Within Pinterest, when you put a pin in, you can actually schedule it out. And you can schedule pins about two weeks and about 30 pins total. So you could still spend once a week and do three pins a day for that week um, and not have to be pinning every single day. But the key is to have pins going out every single day. That is super important. And it's the one thing when everyone is doing everything else right, that's usually the thing that has fallen. Um, tip number 16. Oh, I already said that about you putting pins out on Pinterest. Sorry. Um, let's see. Tip number 16 is you can pin the same pin to multiple boards. You don't want to do it a lot. But as an example, if I have summer, my blog summer wedding at Fortino Winery, I'm going to put it in my California venues board. I'm going to put it in my Jen Vasquez photography board and a, a couple others. I'm not going to do it all in the same day. So I have five of the same pins going out in a row. That's not good, <laughs> right? So I might pin that today. I might pin it on um, Friday. I might pin it on Sunday and I might pin it on Wednesday right? Uh, then you're going to go and take your next pin and do the same thing. Um, so there's not a rule that it can only go to one board, but you definitely don't want to pin it to every board. And you definitely don't want to pin it to a board that doesn't fully make sense just to pin. That's not going to help. And it, it'll actually hurt your Pinterest. Um, and I've got two more tips. Number 17, um, you want to look at analytics monthly. Um, impressions and impressions are how many times a pin pops up followers and engagement is important, but the most important analytics you want to look at for how well your time spent on Pinterest is working for you is to see outbound clicks and pin clicks, um, in the analytics and pin clicks is when there's a bunch of pins in the feed that someone did a search on and your pin comes up and they click on it. That's a pin click. Impression is just your pin coming up in a search. After you the pin click, when people click on it, the pin opens up, you see the image on the left and you see the text and the title on the right. 
The outbound click means that they went to your website. Those are the clicks that we want. Those are the money clicks um, because that's the opportunity to actually have them work with us. It's not always going to happen, um, but that's what we want to definitely strive for. And you want to look at the analytics monthly because Pinterest goes up and down. Pinterest is at the mercy of everyone on there searching and your stuff may not come up if your stuff wasn't being searched for that one day. And so if you're looking at it even weekly or goodness gracious daily, you're gonna not like Pinterest. (laughs) So my advice is to look analytics once a month, write down the analytics so that you know what is going on from month to month and you can see a pattern because there is a pattern on Pinterest for every business on a high season and a low season and it's just how it works. So looking at analytics monthly is very helpful. And then the last tip is that it's a long game. Just like blogging doesn't instantly help your website analytics, Pinterest is not going to instantly, you know, give you a bunch of analytics. Now, doing all these things to optimize your Pinterest, you're going to see a bump in analytics because Pinterest says, oh, you're giving me a little bit of love. So they're going to give a little bit of love back, right? With regards to analytics, because they see you doing stuff again, consistency. When they see consistency, they're going to reward it. I always say, if you're going to start using Pinterest for marketing, I recommend three to six months as a, as a way of seeing how effective it is for you, because then you're going to see what's resonating. Um, the biggest mistake people make is quitting too soon or making, and this is another big mistake, making a strategy out of old Pinterest information out there on the internet or hacks that people say that, that work. Um, one thing that I can say that would be the most helpful, I think, for everyone here in closing is that Pinterest strategy, it needs to be a combination of your business goals, like not booking clients, but like I want to get people on my email list so that I can start talking to them, right? Or sending them information, helpful information to my ideal client. So that business goal is a great business goal. And then you need to apply them to what Pinterest wants. And Pinterest always wants consistent, good quality information so that when people search for things, it pops up. That's what they want. And so where those two meet, your business goals and what Pinterest wants, that should always be your Pinterest strategy. And any hacks or old information on Pinterest won't affect you and what you're doing because you're always going to have a strategy of identifying your business goals and applying that to what Pinterest wants. And right there on that Venn diagram in that center is going to be the sweet spot for marketing on Pinterest. Last thing before I take questions is you can do a lot of finding what Pinterest wants specifically on trends.pinterest.com. Um, if you go to your Pinterest, you'll see it in the analytics section. You'll see trends. Um, and also on the creators hub on the Pinterest mobile app, which is underneath your profile. If you don't have a creators hub, chances are you don't have your website claimed and you don't have a business account. Um, but if you do, you should see that creators hub. And there's a section where you can see literally what's being searched for right this second. 
Um, and wedding is one of those sections. So if you are anywhere near a wedding situation, which I'm assuming a lot of you may be, um, it's literally telling you what's resonating now, what's big now, what's important now, what's getting searched for now. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business.